Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get to the episode, we have a couple of things to let you know about. One, if you're interested in doing some nerdy shopping, we have a ton of gift guides up at sartorialgeek.com. Some are based on our favorite books or our favorite fandoms. So if you want to check out where we like to shop, you can find all of that there. Second, we want to thank our most recent Patreon supporters. Thank you, Caitlin, Carmen, Esty, Alina, and Mandy. Patreon is essentially how we fund everything that happens at the Sartorial Geek. So we can't really say enough how appreciative we are of all of the people who are supporting us there. It's how we pay for this podcast. It's how we pay for the website. It helps us get the magazine going. So if you want to support the things that we're doing and support nerdy writers and illustrators and creators, you can head to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek and check out all of the cool rewards that we have over there. This week's episode is sponsored by Logan Arch. Logan Arch is the place to go if you're looking for geeky accessories that also feel a little bit nostalgic. So Pokemon fans, there's definitely something for you. They have pins, apparel, bags, stickers, office goods, basically everything you could want. And it's all well-designed and nerdy and reminds you of your childhood faves, which is something I absolutely love. To start shopping, you can head to loganartschicago.com or follow them online at loganartschicago. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Denae, and I'm here with Caitlin Cirillo. Hello. Hi there. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is uh, not the first time this has happened, but we have been trying so hard to get this recording to work. I have faith in it this time. Yes. So thank you for bearing with me. And uh, I'm excited to actually be able to talk to you, which is great. Yes. So excited. So we like we actually know each other mostly from the uh, Jordan Denae ambassador program, which is awesome um, that you're a part of that. Thank you for Thanks. doing that. Yeah. It's been really fun. And your photos are amazing. Um, and your, your account and like the way that you organize and like show your Instagram is so wonderful. And it's such a great mix of, uh, like mostly Disney, right? That's your main. Yeah. Totally. No, well, thank you. That that's so sweet. Yeah. I, it's really just been a super fun creative outlet for me for the past like three and a half years and a place to let my freak flag fly and yeah, loving it. That's awesome. Um, is it, did the account start like as a Disney, like, was that the intention to be Disney themed and then sort of moved on from there or was it like just a creative outlet and then it started working and that's when it's like, how did, how did this happen? I guess. (laughs) Right. Um, so I definitely created this Disney account. It was, it was definitely intended to be a Disney account, um, because I was concerned, I guess that I would be just sharing way too much Disney stuff all the time on my air quote 
personal account. Um, and I was just like, you know, I really would like another account where I could just post all the Disney I want and not feel like my, you know, my friends from high school and college and wherever else were like, I don't know, just thinking I was crazy. So I was like, you know, let me make my own account. It's just going to be Disney all the time. And we'll see what happens. And that was again, like three and a half years ago. So it was before the whole Disney community evolved and became what it is today, which is totally just a whole different world and like industry nowadays. Um, but yeah, so it originally started as a Disney account. Like I would reshare people's photos that they took and, you know, like say like, Oh, I'm missing the parks today. Love this photo from so-and-so. And then slowly, then I was able to share some of my like Disney trip photos. And then somehow it became a place where I was sharing like my Disney style, hashtag Disney style, um, at home. And then that's kind of them. And also this whole community on Instagram was exploding and I kind of just was there at the ground floor and it just became this huge thing. And this part of my life, which is crazy to say. That's so awesome. Is it, is the Disney like online hangout that you're a part of mostly on Instagram or are you on other, like, is it all over the internet? I think it's all over and it's kind of funny, but because I've had my account for so long, I just feel like I was kind of like lumped in with this group, but I'm not as hardcore as some (laughs) of the accounts are now. So I, I'm kind of like a Sometimes I feel like I'm a poser in my own community because I don't know like what's happening on YouTube. I'm I'm sure that's a whole different world that I do not know anything about. Um, I mean, you saw how difficult it was for me to set up a microphone to chat today. So I'm definitely not making vlogs or anything. Um, I mean, the blog, the blogosphere, that was kind of more important at the beginning um, of when Disney Instagram kind of blew up. I feel and it's kind of taken a backseat, but some people are still doing really incredible things like on a blog platform. And then there's Diz Twitter. Yes, it's called Diz Twitter. And that's just like I don't even know what's going on over there, but I, I, fo- I follow that loosely. Um, mostly I'm on Twitter to retweet Lin-Manuel Miranda, but then I also <laughs> see some Disney tea and then, I'll, you know, there's a, a toxic side of any community and fandom that, that kind of seeps through mostly on Twitter. I feel because people are really just letting it all out on the kind of text version platform with Twitter. But then, yeah, I mean, I think Instagram is, is the main hub for this Disney social media influencer world. I think that makes sense though. Like I, I have the same thing where I try to sort of touch all parts of fandom because like, I want to have, like, I want to be accessible and inclusive to things other people like, but it's impossible for one person to do and know about everything. So I totally get that feeling of like, you know, I'm, I barely understand YouTube either. So that's a part (laughs) where I have to be like, okay, that's just not for me. I like it and I support it, but I don't know what's happening over there. So I totally relate to that. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. Yeah. I, I really know nothing about YouTube and when people are and like, apparently like, I don't even know if it's just in Disney, but I just found it fascinating that people, there's like this whole YouTube world and then there's like all the different players and, you know, YouTube famous people, like even on like a lower level, like I know there's like people with like millions and millions of subscribers, but like on the like mid-level range of like, there's what's this person doing? And oh, I know this person is feuding with this person. I'm like, what are we talking about? I don't even know what's going on. That always happens to me when I go to like, cause I go to comic cons 
pretty often. Oh. And so I know like the main celebrities, but then when they're like YouTube celebrities, I'm like, what? what? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Who are any of these people? Yeah, no, I, I feel very old when I, and I'm like, I'm not even old, but yeah. Yeah. Totally. I'm out of the, I'm out of touch. Let's just say I know. that. <laughs> I, I heard that YouTube is like where, where the kids are. <laughs> oh, that and TikTok. Don't even get me. I don't even know what TikTok is. I'm not even downloading it. It's too much. And I mean, I think about that, like, so in order to really know what's going on on every social platform, that's how, that's why huge brands have teams. Like that's not one person, you know, I think it's pretty, I mean, some people do it or look like they're doing it and like great for them. That's amazing. But I think, I think it totally makes sense to find the place that you like hanging out and not trying yes. to conquer every aspect of the internet. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So Instagram is my hub and I'll stay there. Yeah, that's fair. And then I also get what you're saying too, about like people, like when you're in a fandom, but there are people who are like way more like quote unquote in it than you, because you live not near any of the parks. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I was actually talking about this with someone the other day. Um, apparently, well, you know, there's tea as, as the kids call it, or maybe they call it something else now and that's an old term, but I don't know. (laughs) But there's a lot of, there's some tea and some drama going on. And, you know, my friends, you know, live near Disneyland. So they try to avoid like certain people. And I'm like, you know, sometimes I'm like, I really wish I lived by the parks. I could really, you know, increase my air quote brand. Um, And, you know, I couldn't maybe make more of a living out of it. I don't know if I'd even want to, but like, I just think about sometimes how much opportunity I would have if I lived by the parks for, for this specific community, at least. And but then, yeah, they're telling me they avoid these certain people like, oh, they always dodge this person's DMs when they see they're in the parks. I'm like, yeah, like people are always talking about Texas tax toxicity. If that's, I can't talk, um, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, you know, thank God I'm like so removed from that. Like I have my people that I talk to outside of the outside of Instagram. Like I have true friends that I've developed through all of this met in real life. Some of them I still haven't met after years, but we text every day. Um but I don't have to deal with that because I'm not there. So I only really have to deal with the people I want to, because I don't see them there unless they're in Chicago and like somehow at my workplace, I'm never going to see right. these people. <laughs> right. And when I'm on a trip, I'm only there for a couple of days. And so I'm not going to, you know, unless it, you're my real, my actual in real life friend, I'm not going to go out of my way to, to meet people. So I don't have to deal with that. So that's like kind of the best of both worlds. Like I'm, I'm in the community and I get to have great partnerships with brands, um, through my, my content that I produce, but I kind of don't have to deal with as much drama. I kind of love it. I will say I totally can relate to that. Like, I, I think as much, as much as you can try not to, I think every community, like when you really get into it, there are, um, there is drama and there are emotions and there totally. it's wild how it is kind of nice. I mean, the internet has that too, but the great thing about the internet is you can like, you can block people, you can mute certain hashtags, you can stay away from things that is, it's different when it's in real life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And for, and for those awesome accounts that are living near the parks where there's just that really high saturation of 
Instagrammers or influencers do it all doing that same thing in the same space. I mean, how can emotions not run high? Like at least I get to be removed from it and be like, yeah, I'm just going to go outside. It's like, you know, 40 degrees and raining over here and there's not a touch of Disney anywhere in sight. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I like that. I appreciate that. And I, yes, also that's very relatable. Um, (laughs) and it's nice to realize that too, because I'm sure, especially like Disney is, is specific in that it actually has physical locations. And I guess like, Mm -hmm. you know, Marvel and Star Wars are being added to that and Universal kind of has it, but I feel like Disney is like the main place that has like, like the hubs. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. And then I guess, yeah, like you said, like the cons and everything, that is when you're kind of all brought together. Like the, like that's when you would have that, you know, other fandoms would have that type of in real life, everybody converging. And that's when, you know, things can be awesome or yeah, you could see some drama. Yeah. And they're not even as big. Like, I mean, there are, I don't think there are any conventions as big as like going to a park on a busy day. So that's just a whole nother level. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so wild to think about. And Disney has been around for so long too. So obviously like the brand and the community have changed a lot over the years, but there is like a lot of history there too. I mean, that's gotta be one of the longest like existing brands and fandoms I can imagine it has to be yeah that's so true and I think then that's why when it it, you know it took off and I would say in the last two years it really exploded on social media I mean and social media really has exploded over the years it's all (laughs) happening at the same time but because that deep rooted love of Disney was always there then I mean yeah that's I think just why it exploded even more Totally. This is a completely separate question, but have you ever been on a Disney cruise? I have not. I'm a little terrified of the idea of a cruise. I'm just not, not sure the sea life would be for me, but if I ever took a cruise, that would be what I would do as a Disney cruise for sure. I, my, I have a lot of nieces. And so I just agreed this week. Like I just bought tickets to go on a, so it'll be my first cruise and I'm going with children um, oh my god so I was like gonna ask for your survival tips um so we'll see sorry not much help but I feel like that's (laughs) awesome because I've heard like if you're going if you're going on a cruise like the Disney way is is always going to be the top 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 of like customer service cleanliness that kind of thing so at least on that part I've just heard nothing but great things for Disney cruises that's what I've heard too like I I'm not a super boat person. <laughs> so I was like, if I'm going to do this at all, I totally trust Disney to like, yes, know, totally. take care of us. <laughs> totally. Oh my God. That's so exciting. Yeah. I'll, we'll see. It's over spring break. So God help us all. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. May the force be with you, yeah, but it'll be awesome. <laughs> do you, um, do you do like, cosplay and stuff too or is it more like bounding and like inspired and um and like casual outfits because I know you put together outfits a lot yeah so I I feel like this kind of plays into the 
I started at the right time for my Disney account. Um, so I guess I have a large following now, but it's been built up over three and a half years. So by no means, like there are some accounts that like started this year and they already have like 30,000 followers. I'm like, wow, you guys are awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So I definitely feel, this is where I kind of feel like a poser in the community. Like I do not have like the creative eye I feel for like, definitely not for cosplaying. Like, oh my God, that is just a skill set I do not have, but admire to the fullest extent. And Disney bounding, I want to try to get more in and Disney bounding in case anybody is curious what that is. Um, it's kind of where you're dressing inspired by a character, but without going to the full extent of cosplay where you are straight up dressing like that character to the nines. So, you know, it could be super casual. It could be just like colors, color palette reminiscent of a character, but some, I mean, that's where some of these accounts that are kind of newer to the game, I feel they're, that's what they excel in. And that's why they just find like this incredible success right off the bat, because they're just so creative and have these really great outfits for me. Um, and what I've kind of had like a little niche in is because I'm not by the parks. Um, you know, my pictures aren't, gonna be at the parks but i'm still really interested in wearing you know disney um disney style as as they call it so like wearing like merch from the parks or merch from small businesses or like from you jordan like wearing awesome um outfits that bring the magic home and with me anywhere i am um so whether i'm at home in chicago or like i even wore like my um my captain marvel um tank from you when we were out in like yosemite so it's being able to bring like the spirit of Disney with you wherever you are. And most Disney fans don't live by the parks, So kind of a way to play with outfits and play with all the merch that I love, but wearing it at home and not being afraid to do so. And those are those, those three things like actual cosplay bounding and then style like Disney style or, or whichever fandom they're so different. And I, I feel like I, fall in the category like closer to what you do too because for for me at least the other two the level of like creativity and uh, I don't even know fashion that goes into those like those are goals for me oh my gosh harder for me well yeah and like being able to sew and create your own cosplays around I mean like oh my gosh I just if that's if I could like snap my fingers and give myself one skill it would probably be be able to sew because that would be awesome yeah and even bounding like in my head I understand yes not that it's easy but I understand how you do it like you take like patterns or textures or color blocking, but actually doing that, like I've tried for our, like we uh, do, we've been doing fashion challenges and I see what people are doing and I'm like, Oh, I totally get it. That's great. And then I try to put together an outfit. And I'm like, Oh no, it's so true. Like every time I see, yeah, the fashion fix, I'm like, Oh yeah, this, I got this. Like I, especially since we, you, we just had one or you guys just yeah. had one. Yeah. Yeah. I participated like one of the days I get super intimidated. I'm like, cause we have like plenty of notice. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll put together my outfits in advance. It won't be, you won't be intimidating. Like I got this. I'm like, Nope, don't got this. I did. I think I did one of the days. Then I was like, Oh, Nope. Okay. Next time I, I got this next time around, I'll have plenty of notice. I'll Nope. Didn't happen. Yeah. Like I, I see it. I understand it, but like putting it together myself, I just can't do it. I know. And I, 
it's so funny because I've told like I have a lot of friends who are great at it. And so I've told them that and I get their advice, like they give me advice. It all totally makes sense. And then still, when I sit down at my closet, like, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, and that's and the beauty of Disney Bunny, which I really love, too, is that you're supposed to be able to utilize what you already have. And yeah, yeah no, nope, still, nope. Even like, then you're like, okay, well, just I'll, um, kind of supplement. And I just need to get like one or two things from Amazon, you know, the $8, you know, s- circle skirts that are solid colors. Like that works for every single Disney bound you could ever imagine it, every color yet somehow it's still difficult. Yeah. But geek, like geek style or Disney style or Marvel style, those totally make sense to me because like, the way I do it is basically, well, one, like you, I know all of the brands, which is great. So I like know what's out there. I know like what nerdy shoes are out there, what nerdy leggings, True. what nerdy clothing. So I know what's there. And then for me, that's basically just taking an outfit, like anything I've worn for my whole life. And then just swapping out like one or two things yeah. that are nerdy or Disney or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, great. Got it. I can do this. (laughs) Yes, totally. No, I mean, just all, all of the kudos to the folks out there just making it look so easy because it is not. Yeah, totally. Um, I, uh, I know you mentioned Lin-Manuel Miranda on (laughs) that you follow him on Twitter. And the, the only thing that we talked about before recording was that there's an amazing story that I need to hear. So I'm so excited. Let's hear the Lin-Manuel Miranda story. Oh my gosh. Without further ado. No, I literally will tell this to anybody who, whose, whose ears are open and know who I'm talking about. Um, no. So there was the Hamilton exhibition that debuted in Chicago. It opened in the spring, but of course opening day, it was snowing because it's Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was like April 1st or something. It was ridiculous, but, um, there, yeah, there was a, an exhibition opening up in Chicago that was kind of playing on the musical. So it had kind of the lore from the musical and everything, but it was mostly supposed to be a historical museum exhibition about Hamilton and his role in the founding of America. Um, and in his history is told through the musical, but is all, also told through real life history. Um, since, you know, they took a little bit of artistic liberties with the musical, but either way, I'm obsessed with Hamilton. I am a museum girl through and through. I've worked at museums my entire career life. Um, so I was like, Hamilton and a museum, like sign me up. So I got my tickets for opening day. My mom and I went downtown to, to the opening of it. And we did hear that Lynn was going to be there, like serving donuts or something. I don't know, out of a donut truck to open up the exhibit. Um, and I I know too. uh, Yeah, he would, of course. Um, (laughs) But the interesting part, another interesting part of it is that, um, luckily I've been super lucky to work with Broadway in Chicago, which is kind of the big, huge, um, player in the city that brings in all of the Broadway musicals, um, to Chicago's theaters. So I've been lucky enough to work with them and go to like opening, um, opening nights for shows to help promote the shows in the Chicago, um, Instagram community. And so they invited me to a special preview of the exhibit the Thursday before it opened. The opening day was Saturday. And I was like, (gasps) hyperventilating. I was like, Oh my God, what if Lynn is there? So we went down to the, the preview before opening day. Lynn was not there. He like showed up an hour after we left. Like it was on his Twitter. And I was like, no, 
we missed him by a day or we missed him by an hour. I was so upset, but whatever. We got a preview of the exhibit and it was just amazing. So I came back on opening day with my mom and we were the first group into the exhibit. They had like, you know, time slots, but Lynn was like outside serving donuts. Like I didn't get anywhere close to him. I barely even saw him with my own eyes. And so by the time we were going into the exhibit, I was like low key upset and depressed. And I was like, he, I'm never going to meet him. This was my one and only chance I was ever going to meet Lynn. And I was very upset because I had been dreaming, literally dreaming of meeting Lynn and taking a selfie with him for years on end. Um, I mean, yes, like, I think a lot of us have had um, that actual dream before. Yes, <laughs> like, literally I had that dream like at least weekly. And every time we take the picture in the dream, the picture is deleted from my phone and I can never retrieve it. So I, I was like, this was my one and only chance. Like there was going to probably be logistically no other chance that I would have this happen. And my dreams were just come, had just come crashing down. I didn't think it was going to happen. We were in the exhibit. You couldn't leave the exhibit once you were in. So I was like, well, nope, that's it. So at the very end of the exhibit, and it's not a spoiler now because the exhibit's closed, sadly. Um, but at the very end, you all sit down in a, in a black box theater and you watch a 3d, recording of the opening number from Hamilton, which is so cool. But by the time I'm, cause during the preview, they didn't have the movie ready yet. So this is the first time I was watching it on opening day, but I was so sad that I thought I had to meet Lynn. I could barely enjoy the dang thing. So I had my 3d glasses on, we're watching it. The, it, it ends, it was very cool, but the lights come up and then all of a sudden I turned to my left and sitting next to me is Lynn. At some point he had just uh-huh. swooped in, sat down and he's like, okay, bye everybody. Thanks for coming. And I was like, <gasps> what? And we're in like this dark theater, but like somehow I managed to get my phone out and I was like, uh, can, can I have a, can I take a picture with you? And he's like, sure. And he takes the phone out of my hand. So now my phone's a holy relic. It's fine. <laughs> like, sure. Let's treat ourselves. Let's put it in portrait mode. And I was like, okay. yes, sir. Whatever you say, oh, sir. And like, it was so dark. So then he, he like moved us so that we could find the light. And I was like, thank God. And then we took the picture and then I'm pretty sure I just floated away on a cloud. <laughs> and I realized, um, and the funny part is that my mom and I had gotten separated during the exhibit because I was moving through it quickly. Cause I was all, you know, bothered and flustered and upset that it, I didn't think I was going to meet him. So she wasn't even in the theater with me. I was by myself. Um, so then I texted her when I was, I was like, Oh my God, I just met him. And she was in the theater on um, the next screening after me. And she saw him, he did sit in the theater and watch, but he never took a picture with anybody else. So I was the only person who got a picture. <laughs> It was meant to be. And that's my story. And I really love him. And, um, yeah, that's, that was when my dreams came true that day. (laughs) That's so amazing. I love him too. Like I, I will describe myself as like a casual Lynn middle. Like I, I think he's wonderful, but I, he's doing so many things. Like I can't possibly keep up (laughs) with them, but he seems like he just seems like the loveliest person like that he cares about fans um and and like is so thankful and his twitter is so amazing too his like good morning good night messages honestly yeah and there's a 
they made a book out of um, them too, or at least really them. Yeah. They made this like little book. Um, they're all good morning and nights and they are illustrated by, um, Johnny's son who does really cool illustrations and he has really cool Twitter too. Um, but yeah, there's this little book. So it's kind of like a little inspirational book that you can, you know, read your good mornings and good nights. And I think it would make a great children's book. I, there are some that maybe aren't super PG, but, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, I really do feel like of the celebrities in this world, especially ones that are doing so much as him and have reached such a high level of success as him. Like, I feel like he's the most down to earth as you could possibly be for being that level of achievement. I don't know. I just, I clearly am biased, but I really, really like him. <laughs> I think you're cool. biased for a good reason though. Like he <laughs> seems like he deserves every bit of praise that he gets from the entire world. Cause everyone is obsessed with him. I think that's amazing. <laughs> he stays like genuine. Well, yeah. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. And I love that he is on Twitter. Cause then it does feel like he's more accessible, which is probably, yeah. Then it continues feeding that. That's probably why we all literally have dreams about meeting him. I mean, yeah, it, <laughs> it seems pretty attainable. And thank, thankfully for me, it was so pretty pumped. So awesome. I've seen him walk past me twice. We've <laughs> never interacted, but there was, um, this is again, I'm like, I'm such a casual fan of so many things. I went to, um, um, my brother, my brother and me live podcast. And I didn't realize the, the McElroy brothers and him are like friends. So I went and I was in the lobby waiting to go into the theater. And I was like, this guy like literally ran past me and two other guys were behind him. And I was like, that looked like Lin-Manuel Miranda. And oh maybe my those God. were like, his like security, but like also what is going on? And then my husband who was outside in line waiting to get in and said that he ran out and just like high fived the ticket line. I feel um, like he's always running. I feel yes. like in real life he's always running. Well, I mean, and also he's doing so much. Like I'm pretty sure he just moves at a much quicker pace than humanly possible. <laughs> he has to, the number of things I just, I mean, like the number of like movie and TV things he's doing. Plus like everything with Hamilton still, it's incredible. Yeah. He's like opening up a bookstore. He just, are you did, serious? Yeah. He's opening up a bookshop that was like their hangout when they were in college and writing all of these incredible things that later came to life. And so he's, he's like opening a bookshop. He's writing little mermaid music with Alan Macon. Like, sure. Why not? Yeah. He's filming or he just filmed or is filming the second season of that new HBO show that he's in that hasn't even debuted yet, but they're already on the second season filming wise. Like, I don't is know. Is that the golden compass one? Um, it looks like what's it? Um, oh my God. This is what I keep forgetting what it's called. Oh, his dark materials. Oh, okay. Okay. It yeah. Looks yeah. Like I don't know if they're related. So I guess I'm a fake fan on that regard. Cause I don't know what it is, but I'm going to watch it like premieres in a week or something. Yeah, totally. I'm excited. There are so many incredible people. I'm a, I am obsessed with James McAvoy and he's in it. Yes. Also, yes. It's like an all-star cast. Oh my gosh. Excited. Yeah. Looks cool. I feel like ending on like Lin-Manuel Miranda love is the perfect finale to the episode. That's Just how I want to end every conversation. <laughs> That's how I end everything is sharing love for Lynn. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Will you uh, will you send me the selfie so we can post it in the show notes? Heck yes. Awesome. That's yeah. perfect. <laughs> cool. So you can all see the glory that is this Lynn Manuel Miranda selfie in the show notes. I'm so excited. <laughs> 
Um, so tell everyone where they can find you. I mean, most people who follow me have seen your photos because I repost them all the time because they're so great, but Thank you. Well, and yeah, thank you so much, Jordan, for, for letting me be an ambassador and to work with you guys. It's, I really love working with your company because you've built such an amazing brand and girl power and geek style, you know, all of it. Um, but you guys can find me on wish upon a starry night on Instagram. Um, because I love art and Van Gogh and wish upon a star is like Disney ish. So there you go. So wish upon a star on Instagram and that's, yeah, that's my main, my main jam right there. That's so awesome. Thank you so much, Caitlin. Thanks for chatting. I'm, I'm so excited about everything you're doing. I can't wait to see where your account goes and all the beautiful photos that you take. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Thanks guys for listening. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can head to our archives to hear more or hit subscribe to hear what's coming up next. If you want to go a step above and beyond, you can leave us a review on iTunes, which helps other nerdy people find us. Or you can go to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek to help keep the podcast going and check out the cool rewards that we have over there. Have a great week and stay nerdy. Stay nerdy.